listening to Woman with Ambition and I'm your host Sani Abdullah Close. First of all, there's a disclaimer that I want to share. I want to address my listeners and my guests to apologize for the quality of this episode. When I began creating Woman with Ambition, I worried about the big things such as will I have listeners? Will I be able to find quality guests with engaging stories? blah blah blah. Thankfully, the big things are not as hard as the small ones. And I want to thank all of my podcast guests and my listeners for sticking with me as what I had envisioned grows. I'm humbly grateful to each of you to create a space for amazing women's stories to be heard. To my listeners, it is for you I create these episodes. To share with each of you a story of perseverance and strength. to share what is possible when we take our rightful place among men as equals many times this requires more from us than our male counterparts it is my guest achievements against those odds that truly makes a woman with ambition to my guest i thank you for your time and your willingness to share your struggles and triumphs with that said i must admit to you all creating women with ambition is a little hard right now learning will improve and my abilities as an interviewer because i'm going through different programs and platforms buckling down and learning audio and producing a completed episode of a podcast therefore with time all of these things will improve i want you all to know how immensely grateful i am to share your stories and your attention for each episode i complete together i truly believe Women with ambition can be a catalog of what is possible when we as women harness our strengths and reach for our dreams. My guest tonight is an amazing woman from Pakistan. Her name is Maria Iqbal Tarana. Maria is a former chairperson commission on status of women Azad Jammu and Kashmir. She is founder of education campaign Am Taleem Common Education and General Secretary Human Rights Wing Pakistan People's Party Azad Jammu and Kashmir. Hello Maria. Hello. Hey, how are you? How's everything going? Uh, good, good so far, but um in Pakistan as you know, democracy is always being targeted. So it's right. always certainty and uh, everything is being related to politics which most of the people doesn't understand. So Absolutely. yes. Yes. Uh, well, let me tell you briefly about this podcast and how I got into this. I started this podcast because I wanted to share voices of women who have been working hard whether it's academia, journalism, politics, national security or activism so that they can share their personal stories and help us understand 
how difficult their journey was and how they managed to cope with those challenges. And not only that, what did they learn out of those experiences? I know it's an ongoing process for us. We are all evolving and we are learning on the way. But I think it's important to share with others how we feel. Growing up in a patriarchal society like Pakistan, I think we as working women do not emotionally unload ourselves. Thinking of it as a vulnerability, which it is not. So, I thought let's share. It does not have to be a heavy or rich discussion, but taking some time off from our busy lives and reflect upon ourselves. This is so far, I'm taking this podcast and I'm bringing in people who have done amazing things in their lives, particularly women who have compassion for others, and they're undeterred from challenges. In this way, we all learn from each other and we also become a source of mutual strength. Excellent. So, tell us briefly about yourself. Who is Maria Iqbal Tarana? Where did you grow up? What was your childhood? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sania, thank you very much for this opportunity today. And uh, I'm very glad, actually, most of the women are thinking of other women when it comes to sharing their stories, their sacrifices, their struggles. And I always believe that uh, stories unite you and ideology splits you. Hmm. And now it's uh, this world is 8 billion uh, of the, the different people. And uh, most of the times uh, when we look around, that's always a story. I believe, which connects you to the other person. And, um, and um, of course, every person who, who is um, trying to make a space for him or herself or for other people, they have gone through a process, a long process. Um, first of all, I think uh, that's an ambition, that passion, it comes from uh, inside uh, of you. Um, Many people, I think um, most of the times when we read uh, successful stories, um, it is always something, you know, uh, 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 it's related somehow to their upbringing, their environment, right. their genes, their, their, their whatever they, they experienced in their childhood. And uh, it's the same story, actually. Right. Um, Maria Iqbal Tarana, born and raised in a city of uh, Azad Jammu in Kashmir of uh, I think that was a population of 200,000 people only and um, I lo- lost my father uh, at a very early age I, I was um, 14 and uh, uh, we were five sisters uh, I was the eldest one in all four of them uh, were younger to me and uh, I remember um, at that time I never realized that I'm living in a patriarchal society until I had that um, uh, opportunity of a male person who was looking after me because we were never treated. Uh, uh, we I never faced discrimination in my own house because mm. I was the eldest one. My father gave all of us an opportunity to live, to study, to uh, he never interrupted in our personal life. He never. Uh, made any rules of uh, do's and don'ts which uh, the boys can do and I can't do so as I lost my father and then I realized oh my god that's a different world I have to step into 
uh, um, uh, uh, and I have to accept um, this world, but it was very hard because you know how the laws are when it comes to the woman and the widows and the girl or orphan child. Mm-hmm. So I remember at the age of 14, stepping out of a house um, uh, for for uh, seeking this justice because um, there was a law um, that uh, if you don't have uh, uh, hair, um, uh, uh, male hair in your house, so yeah. the, the property gets divided and uh, people can claim actually next to your, like the, the parents, siblings can claim in your property or whatever they yeah. have inherited. So I was only 14 and I went first, I went to the uh, information secretary because my father was a journalist and he had his own newspaper. So um, I went there and he said, okay, how old are you? Um, because I wanted to get that uh, accreditation transferred on my uh, on my name, um, just to prove that uh, we don't need a male uh, or a boy in a family to uh, to continue that legacy which my father has left. Of course, I had a potential. I worked with my father from an early age and I knew that how to run this system. And uh, when uh, people started claiming and uh, then I thought to myself, you know, uh, my father never discriminated. So who are they actually always been coming up to me and said, girl can't do it. So Mm. first exam was to prove something to myself, actually, not to anyone else, uh, to myself that, yes, I can do it. So. Uh, anyways, I went through a long process to uh, run that newspaper, and at the age of 14, I came. Um, I became uh, a youngest chief editor of his uh, weekly newspaper. Um, and uh, secondly, when it came to the property um, and inheritance uh, thing, then I had to fight for the justice. I remember it took me years um, and the prime age when every child uh, wanted to go to school, the college, and they had a dream. I remember um, just uh, going back uh, from the college or school to the police stations, to the courts and it was it was mm. a tough process but anyhow um and now when i see uh, many women uh, around me uh, coming and seeking for help or just getting an inspiration i always share my story i say um, today who, who whoever i am but it's it's a long process and you know it, this distra- d- determination and the courage must be in you until and unless you don't make yourself understand that that you have uh, you have to survive in this uh, society and it's a long fight it's never mm. ending but um, you have to create space for yourself so mm. uh, yes um, so it, that was me actually uh, in my teens uh, and yes this is very interesting for me to understand that your journey of responsibility started much earlier with the death of your father. And then there was a drive in you to lead, to stand up for yourself and for your family. What was your impression at that age? Did you learn that this struggle would be against the male-dominating society? Mm, no, not really, actually. But uh, I must say... Um, that was something 
all, whenever I used to go to bed, I used to think it's another beautiful day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a never ending fight. It's not only a fight for myself. If I will get this courage, then I'll be able to make other women uh, to stand on their feet as well. I remember whilst I was fighting all these um, for the justice and for everything, um, uh, a woman came to our house and she said she she needs help and she wants to stay, she needs a shelter and she's been thrown out of the house. So I spoke to my mother and I said, we are all women living in this house, why can't we just take her? And um, mm-hmm. one day um, she said, I'll just help with you, uh, the uh, house chores and mm-hmm. you know, you can pick me. So um, I was young and that time I didn't understand actually why she's been thrown out of her house and she doesn't want to live with her husband. All I understood um, that she needs to go to the lawyer mm-hmm. and um, because she needs a divorce. And then when that was the only one lawyer at that time in that city. Mm-hmm. And uh, I paid her the fee and I said, please, she that this woman doesn't want to live with her husband and uh, can you please help her? So what I understood uh, at that time, it, it, the husband was impotent actually, and I didn't understand the word impotent. But mm. you know, th- that was me actually, who doesn't wanted to see a other woman crying at mm. any cost. I said, oh my God, it should, this woman doesn't want to live with her family. She's been thrown out of the house, so she must not live with the man who is not treating her right. Mm. Later, I realized that, um, and I always used to think that's not only me. I have to make other women understand as well because at that time when actually I started there was a very few women around who was there to make a child understand uh, that this is a patriarchal world Mm -hmm. Um, okay we are there for you Um, that was a long journey for me at that time because I uh, used to hear and at that time I think people never liked any (laughs) courageous woman or any brave woman yeah still so yeah, that was a trauma which I went through actually um, for a long time as well. Um, and later, I have I think I can see it has impact uh, my personality and in my life as well. This is very relatable. Even though I grew up in Islamabad, like you said, we were also we also never faced discrimination at home. But when I grew older, I realized that. We were raised in a bubble of protection by our parents because they love us. Life literally opened up for me when I joined Kaidiazm University. I call it a mini Pakistan because we have students from all across Pakistan. I soon realized that all shades of patriarchy showed up to me all of a sudden. It's from your class fellows, from your seniors and professors. I think people around us give this sense that we don't belong here. This is a this is very strange because later when I taught in the same department as a faculty, I received similar behavior from my colleagues. I felt that society around us tell you that you don't belong here because you do not fit into our frame of acceptance. Acceptance frame of modesty, obedient, and submissive. That journey of fitting into the frames was unending for me from a student to a college life and then colleague and then a faculty. I remember my head of the department literally 
bullied me on my dressing. I was wearing a shalwar kameez, but my shirt was sleeveless. I reported to our dean at that time. His response was even more shocking to me. He said, look, Sanya, he's on his way out. He's retiring already. So let's leave it there. It will bring bad name to his career. I always give this analogy to people that women like me are like circles who are forced to fit into triangles or rectangles. We cannot fit because we are not meant to be. Even if we are all rounded, people make us feel you are an oddball. You are too ambitious. And when I reflect upon those moments, I feel those instances always leave an impact on us. Now when I'm living abroad, I feel those comments in a very strange way left scars on my mind. My question to you would be now that you are aware of those invisible walls and, and frames of acceptance and you have lived through those experiences. Um, how do you feel about it? Um, actually, um, uh, when you said um, something tamed you for 10 years, those um, exactly the uh, typical ways, and mm -hmm. uh, um, it still have an impact on your personality. Actually, I had an opportunity to travel overseas um, uh, up to 2006. I decided I can't, uh, I should, not live here anymore because I need to prove myself. I need to take that all uh, negative energy out of my mm. my personality. So um, I went to England where I actually uh, felt that sense of liberty, I must say. And um, I still remember that was my first day and where I was staying, um, I um, actually had uh, washed uh, and uh, learned about the Oxford Street and mm. um, I was wearing shalwar kameez on my first day when I reached there <laughs> and typically uh, girl and <laughs> right. um, so I took a train uh, which I knew I uh, have to take a bus and I just wanted to uh, feel that sense uh, of liberty yeah. but the first day of arrival so from Leighton to um, Oxford Street, I took a central uh, line. And when I got there, I was just roaming around freely. And I was just thinking, oh, my God, it's a different world. Nobody is looking at you. Yeah. Nobody has been asking you questions. Mm -hmm. And some positivity I could feel there. And mm -hmm, uh, actually, um, I'm just trying to make a point here that the men, sometimes they are the same everywhere, um, not in the, yeah. uh, the Pakistani world. But yeah, there I just bought, uh, I, uh, I just uh, stopped somewhere to get French fries. And uh, the guy, um, he started saying, uh, okay, uh, when then, then when he looked at me, he said, where are you from? Are you Pakistani or Indian? I said, yes, I'm Pakistani. So he said, oh, what are you doing alone this time of the night? And I was just like, oh, my God, that's mm -hmm. a different world. He said, uh, young girl doesn't go come out. Uh, it's uh, almost 10 or 11 o'clock and mm -hmm. uh, you must go back home because uh, the guy is uh, anyone can rape you in the street. And, you know, for the young oh, God. <laughs> On the first day, uh, just feeling a sense of liberty, <laughs> and there's another man trying to dictate you. <laughs> I can imagine. 
How would you feel? That was very funny, actually. <laughs> but one thing I realized, I had to tell him back, okay, don't you have a laws in this country? Yeah. <laughs> it's a queen's country. So he was just quiet. So then I realized sure. wherever you go to mess, sometimes the typical mindset is the same. So, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you actually who have to uh, be... Uh, uh be responsive be uh be uh, alert actually um because this world is uh not safer for the women as much as we think because um under the four walls of our uh, our houses yes we are safe we know how this world is and the media shows the different picture of um, the world which which doesn't exist um it's a long struggle and mm-hmm. i'm sure it's a struggle of every minute every second every hour um uh, it's never ending it was it, it was is not a word it mm-hmm. is it's this moment as well uh, i'll just give you example most of the times um when you are stopped by any uh, police person on any you know how many uh, check posts we have uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, in islamabad yeah. as well i remember one day one time uh, my one of the british friends he was visiting from england and uh, we were stopped by a policeman and then he goes to me why your head is not covered he stopped me i thought oh. i'm not wearing a belt or he's checking my license or what i have done wrong and then he goes to me i said what did i have uh, have you noticed something something wrong he said no you're not covering your head so this is islamabad so uh, it's is a uh, to be very honest is hundreds of the things i can share um, sanya yeah. sometimes i think we must write a book and i am thinking actually mm. because uh when i had this opportunity to head this commission commission on status of women mm-hmm. uh, that was 2016 i clearly remember uh, that was a post in azad kashmir and then i thought to myself why can't i just apply for it and let's see if, uh, if i get lucky with that mm. so um uh, thanks god i got lucky and um, i had an opportunity actually um when um, i was the second uh, chairperson for this commission on status of women mm. and i remember uh, as soon as i got this designation government wasn't so helpful because they didn't have a law but they were being um insisted by the federal government that they must have this system mm. so i then i realized okay they are not going to provide me any office or anything i have to work from home i have to go um uh, I, you know that was the c- c- courage and the passion which was coming uh, inside of me because um yeah you know, this designation uh, it, uh had so much responsibility i know not yeah. need that so uh, i opened up the office at my um uh, home uh, that was uh, one in next in uh, our house and uh, then i thought okay i'll start meeting the woman here so i remember uh, the college and the university girls uh, mostly they used to come and they used to share their stories that they had been harassed by their teachers and um, the st- fellow students and um, you know it's a digital dot um, uh, com era so most of the uh, times the women said please uh, this is very sacred you should not share my name my life has been ruined and there was so many stories so one day i just went up to the ssp and i said we need to make a strategy to protect these young women who come 
to study here and they are being exploited by their uh, fellow class fellows or by their um, teachers and it's a mafia what i think you know um, uh, from the experience of my work mm-hmm. so he comes to me maria he knew me for the last three generations because my grandfather was his grandfather's um, uh, friend and mm-hmm. our parents were friend and we were the third generation we knew each other mm-hmm. so, so he knew exactly what i actually was expecting from him but you know the the response was very disappointing he goes to me you know these are the mafias they can kill you anytime i will suggest you pack your things and just go you know across uh, the kohala and just live in islamabad oh and i was absolutely shocked i said okay um, well that's your point of view but you know i have my own ways to work as well so later when i started uh, uh, working on it definitely uh, i exposed those cases discreetly not uh, publicly uh, because uh, it's very important to keep you know uh, the names of the survivors in secrecy and mm. there were hundreds sania you won't believe there were hundreds of cases started coming out and that was three uh, i gave uh, almost four years uh, to that uh, the responsibility wow. and in four years time 99% of my work has never been on the social media it has stayed with me and this is what i was thinking one day i have to write a book and i have to mention all those mm. horrible experiences which actually women goes in our society just because you know um uh, a, a, a few of them luckily we were born and raised by a, a great man as like our fathers right mostly you know the men are the same actually they how did they, they were they saw their mother treated by their father they treat the same way to the, their wives as well and their daughters as well right so then then that day i decided actually i'm a daughter of a great father uh, mm. who raised up a woman who has a courage but uh, but i think um, i must uh, have uh, a uh, place uh, for these women in my heart who has nobody who has no support so i always uh, well, you know th- there was so many so many things and uh, especially i remember one day i was visiting a police station because uh, somebody uh, called me and they said uh, uh, that there's a law actually uh, you can't uh, keep a woman in the police station uh, after 6 6 pm until and unless she is not convicted in murder, murder or something very serious mm-hmm. so i received a call that woman is being kept in the police station so i visited that police station uh, i think that was 11 or 12 o'clock at night when mm-hmm. i received a call so i went there and that definitely that woman was inside but that was a full force of the the, the people who were just trying to justify their act and you know at that day i was thinking where is the system where is the courageous people yeah. where is the media and mm. uh, you know uh, there are so many things we have to fix up in, in our society but the thing is we need more courageous people in this society who knows the difference between right and wrong who knows uh, the difference between truth and false until un- unless this is not part of our life to discriminate between truth and false and uh, right and wrong we can't um, fix these problems so true very interesting so what are you currently doing i've seen your profile your you've joined pakistan people's party are you formally associated with it or 
you're still involved in your activism uh, of course of course but you know uh, i believe every person who has exposure who has experience must be part of the um, uh, political arena as well and i think the ultimate destination is um, uh, the uh, parliament uh, because there you can make better laws mm-hmm. um, and uh, when you understand the women of grassroots level and mm-hmm. uh, all the segments of society it's very important for you to be part of legislation mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's why and i always have a idealized great benazir photo Mm-hmm. she was my mentor i remember when my father passed away one day me and my sister somebody gave us a gift actually um the daughter of east uh, that book helped me a lot sanya uh-huh. i still remember reading each and every page me and my sister was so curious we used to sit together in the summers 1998 we just it just was so curious what happened to this woman next page next page then we realized if that woman has uh, made a lot of struggle who we are actually uh-huh. so at from the age of 14 um, benazir was my idea uh-huh. and um, when she was assassinated in 2007 i still remember i was in england and i said oh my god this woman is gone i think every woman should, should continue the struggle which he has done for the country for the women of pakistan for the democracy as well so when i came back to pakistan of course i was always ideologically supporting pakistan people's party but i think it's not uh, when people say is uh, is 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 inherited uh, by her uh, son uh, i um try to make them understand if i have a house because i made a struggle uh, for t- to win that thing back with continued which my father left um, mm. nobody could have looked after it so i think the the son and the daughters know well uh, how to uh, look after uh, the party and uh, how to look after their people as well because there something is in your genes um most of the people say uh my uh, doctor's son is uh, or daughter is inspired by their parents and they become doctors uh, artist most of the times we have seen their uh, children are also inspired by them and they become artists so mm. i was the daughter of a journalist and a human rights activist and later i continued the same way as my father was so um, i'm very grateful uh, to the pakistan people's party leadership as well because uh, they have always supported my work and uh, just recently they appointed me as a journal secretary of human rights wing and wow. uh, i'm sure i'm sure um, that was a long way to come uh, where i am today but um, the appreciation is mm-hmm. there so um, yes i support uh, pakistan people's party Yeah, I'm I'm really happy for you. I think parliament is the right place to begin with when people have genuine ambitions to bring change. Um I think it's another chapter of struggle that you have opened up. Uh, coming to parliament is not easy. Yes, of uh, course. struggle <laughs> i know the struggle which i have made for the last 20 23 years. I know the gain is every minute, every hour, every second. Yeah. <laughs> So, I chose I chose this life yes. Oh, I'm sure you'll do great and I wish you all the best in this new um journey. Do you have any advice for young girls? Girls who are listening to us right now. I sometimes really question myself that if I have a daughter what advice I will give it to her because one day we know 
our kids will experience a world and all these are part of the realities people their behavior bitterness um this is undeniable reality around us i sometimes really question how will i prepare my daughter for the realities of life while not taking her innocence away what do you think what what advice would you give uh, yes it's um world of um, 8 billion people but very few are humans honestly yeah um and um, many people are being brought up with the aim that uh, you know that you know the typical pakistani mindset is parents tell you you need to be a doctor you need to be an engineer but nobody tells you that's uh, aim you know of yeah. life there is another cause of a life as well yeah. so yes aim you must pursue for yourself but every person must live with the cause as well mm-hmm. um the cause to fight with poverty to cause a cause to fight for the discrimination for the women rights for the children and there's so many things you know you can do actually the hum- animals as well so mm-hmm. every person must have a compassion empathy um and love for each other because we know we are living in a materialistic society but at the same time every person must have a cause just look around you know and this is what i always tell people if you have 100 rupees in your pocket just keep 10 for mm. somebody who needs it um you don't we can't help everyone uh, you know around us um i remember uh, sanya um uh in 2015 i was visiting some village and uh, that was really far and uh, uh, when i was just leaving city i took few the coloring books and um the colors pencils and all that things when i got uh, to, uh, by chance i actually went to some young girl school primary school and i gave them as a present a coloring book and the pencil you won't believe that was their first time ever to touch those color pencils mm. and then that day i made a aim of my life that um uh, i have to help these girls to get to back to school as well because that was that village was full, full of the orphan girls and uh, the the girls who couldn't just go back to school and then i started my education campaign with the name of amtalim because i thought that they if the woman gets um, get to know the world through the books they can read they can write mm. so i'm sure um, that day is not far when we will understand ourselves when we understand our surroundings when we will be able to understand the world so it's very important um, that um, every girl should be educated every girl should know uh, the world through the books and mm. she must know how to read and write uh, and um, for the young girls i always say they must um, understand uh, the difference between truth and false and um, uh, right and wrong because uh, it's very important to have the pure soul if you want to make the world a better place um, because uh, we don't need uh, too many people we need a human beings on this planet mm. so, so true, true. Thank you so much. It was very soothing to hear about your efforts and plans. 
I'm sure you will do great ahead. Thank you so much, Maria, for your time and sharing glimpses of your life. Um, really, uh, I really appreciate it. It was wonderful talking to you. You're always most welcome. Sending you more po uh, positive energy and a love, Sanya. Thank, Thank you. So keep it up. Friends, this was Maria Iqbal Tarana. I hope you enjoyed listening to her the way I enjoyed. Um, her details would be attached in the show notes. Keep listening, Woman with Ambition. This is your host, Sanya Abdullah Close. We'll be back again with another inspiring woman. Till then, bye-bye.